Welcome to another episode of Miked Up with Mellow and Big Country, brought to you by Mid America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at MidAmericaRV.com. We definitely appreciate the folks over at Mid-America RV for sponsoring this fine program. Uh, loaded show today. We're going to give you our NFL Week 18 picks as we do every Friday. This is our last weekend of regular season football. It's crazy. Am I weird for getting oddly depressed about this? No, because I am as well. But at the same time, as I'm kind of tired of having to pay attention to the Jaguars and Jets and like the Houston. Like I'm not going to say Houston because I'm actually going to be uh-huh. like Houston's number two fan this weekend. Number so, two fan? Who's their biggest fan? I don't want to be the number one. If they have a number one fan, that's crazy. Who's? We'll get to that later. Yeah, uh, but we're going to give you our Week 18 picks. But anytime the football season like draws near like this, it's like, what am I going to do with my life? <laughs> I, I don't felt have that hobbies. Was... That's another problem of mine, dude. I, I don't have... have hobbies outside of sports. To get real, like I've figured that out with us doing this, like this being a livelihood. And it's like in my free time, it used to be I come home from work and like now let's watch sports and catch up. Now that's what I do. It's like I go home and it's like I don't know what else to do with my life. <laughs> yeah. I'm tired. I'm kind of to a point where like I'm tired of playing video games all the time. So I think that's a mature growth. It's too cold <laughs> to go golf. I, that it also upsets me now, and it's like I'd kind of like to go hike or ride a bike. One, I ain't got a bike, and two, don't know where to go hike because I'm also scared I'm going to go hike and do something and hurt myself and be stranded. There's some like low key good Friday. spots around here to hike. It's probably a little bit cold today. Feels like eight degrees. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend that one, but it's supposed to get nicer over the weekend. Where you will not be available. Nope. I'm going north to help my sister. I don't even move. know what hobbies like I could get into. I don't like I'm not gonna put together puzzles, I'll tell you that. Somebody, I thought about building like those uh like airplane type deals. Legos and models? Like the more the models, not the Legos. Mm-hmm. Or like the cars. I have a buddy who does that, he's big in like the Still? Nissan Z's and stuff. Um so he guys like he gets like the special edition ones and they're like completely blank and you gotta like build them and paint them uh-huh. and you can customize them to look like the real deal. My oldest brother used to do those when he was younger. I don't know if he still does. I never got into it. I, I got to find something to get me through the spring, though. <laughs> yeah. Or basketball just really has to ramp up. Even then, it's like if I, if I want to just not be working all the time, I don't know what to do. I watch too much TikTok. That can't that can't be a hobby. You got to start making your own TikToks. <laughs> I'm too embarrassed. <laughs> Go ahead. Get your dance on. Yeah, maybe. maybe I oh, you th- how do you think I feel? <laughs> and then you like come in, you and then it's it, just though. sitting here dead silent. And you're like, "Hello, NFL fans!" It's like, oh. <laughs> I think you should jump back in. I think I that, need to. I know. You know, if I think I, from the outside looking in on TikTok because I haven't made any of them, you have to embrace that some people are just going to look at you and be like, "That was stupid." Oh, one hundred. Like I have no problem firing off a just stupid tweet and being like, "I think this is hilarious." A lot of people won't get it. But I'll do it. Mm-hmm. TikTok, I think, has to be the same way. I just haven't reached that level of, as Alex Smith would say, fuck it. I've not reached that. Eventually. It will happen. One day. But we're going to give you all of our picks. But also, um, 
Hopefully we can stop talking about Antonio Brown now. He was released yesterday while we were recording. Um, but now there's just Bruce Arians addressed the media yesterday, which is something that he doesn't usually do on a Thursday afternoon, and gave a little bit more insight as to what is going on. I do wonder, like I, I question Bruce Arians a little bit if he is telling the truth, because he did have some comments about like, oh, I didn't know he was even hurt. Maybe that was just semantics, and he was talking about during the game uh, because yeah. he did come out yesterday and say, like, Antonio Brown did not talk to the trainer. He did not t- talk to the doctor. He didn't tell anyone his ankle was bothering him. So maybe that's what he meant, and I will try to maybe side with Bruce Arians. I feel like that's the safer play here <laughs> than what Antonio Brown is saying because it does sound like uh, Antonio Brown wanted his money guaranteed. He had some incentives that he was about to hit. I think he was – 28 catches away, something like that. I mean, not very much from getting a $2 million bonus. And he had went to the Tampa Bay Bucks beforehand and tried to get that money guaranteed before he hit those incentives. And it sounds like maybe that is a little bit of what caused the problems between him and the Tampa Bay Bucks is that he viewed it as probably, a, oh, you don't, you don't want to pay me this money. You don't care about me, blah, blah, blah. Then he wasn't getting his targets. And there are rumors that he even had a little bit to say to Tom Brady, like, oh, you're just throwing to your guys now. You're not targeting me. So just absolute mess. Really, you just keep getting more details. I mean, you saw him storm off the field without his jersey on. Mm -hmm. You know that it's pretty crazy. But I just I can't imagine any NFL team bringing this guy in for next year. I would not. I feel like we've said that twice now, though. And then the right. Patriots picked him up, you know, and now Tampa Bay picked him up, and he was a part of them winning a Super Bowl, and he even scored a touchdown in it. But, like, now, like, I feel like if any team decides to pick him up, it is just such a risk. Like, it's – I know we talk about PR nightmares. This is the biggest PR nightmare ever, Antonio Brown. Well, you know who the team, the favorite is? Is the Kansas City Chiefs to pick him up next year. Um, for a they lot of – They do have a reasons. great PR team. I know that personally, but it's just like – because you've messed up and they've covered your ass before. Yeah, more like I <laughs> but wanted to work for them. <laughs> Antonio Brown, Andy Reid is huge on second chances. He's like probably the coach that's biggest on. But this isn't a second chance. This is a 20th right, yeah. chance. <laughs> <laughs> like fifth chance. But that's Andy Reid's kind of MO. He will bring in these troublesome players. Um, when you're looking at quarterbacks that can maybe handle Antonio Brown, I think Patrick Mahomes is up there. And then also, they really need another receiver. The Kansas City Chiefs, I think wide receiver two is going to be uh, you know, at the top of their priority list this year. And Antonio Brown could maybe do that. I, you're probably not paying him a lot because of all the off-field stuff. I don't want it to happen, that's for damn sure. I don't think that it will. And even with Patrick Mahomes, I don't want this to sound critical of him. I don't think that he's a strong enough of a vocal leader to handle Antonio Brown's craziness. I don't like, if it's not like that's, I don't want him to have to be, you know what I mean? I don't want him yeah. to have to be a certain type of leader just because of one player in the end, like one individual in the locker room. And, now I think like you're going to get a guy like Travis Kelsey in there. He's a pretty good leader. Like you get Tyree kill. Who's more of a, in my eyes, I look at him in terms of a leader on just how he builds friendships and like shows the younger guys like this yeah, is how people we work. respect the hell out. Of yeah. 
Uh, but even with Antonio Brown, like if you can go to Tom Brady and be like, no, you're just throwing to your guys. You're not giving me targets. You're going to have no problem doing that to Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that's what I was thinking when you were talking like, oh, you know, good enough leaders. Like the ultimate leader in my mind as a quarterback in the NFL is Tom Brady. I, yeah, I Like think how so could you disrespect him at all? I remember a couple years ago that report came out of him in New England where there were some players in the locker room that were referring to Tom Brady as sir. And like they addressed him like that. And it – he would have to be, hey, actually, like I'm your teammate. I'm not, you know what I mean. I'm not any higher yeah. than you. Like we're on the same level. If like if that is how it is with Tom Brady, how in the world are you, Antonio Brown, going like, <laughs> give me the football? Like just shut up. I'm yeah. gonna give you the ball, motherfucker. I'm not Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> you can go. Sit I mean, down. we've seen it in Man in the Arena when like Mike Vrabel went up to Tom and was like, I'm wide open, and he's like, I know who's fucking open. You ever tell me that again, I'm never throwing you the ball again. And it's right. like. Whew. You're Antonio Brown, like, give me the ball, give Mike me the Mike Vrabel, a little bit more intimidating than 100%, Antonio Brown. 100%, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it is. It's just a weird situation. And then yesterday also it kind of came out that Antonio Brown had maybe snuck somebody into his room or, or had relations with a girl who later tested positive for COVID. Like, she put a, a screenshot or a picture up of a positive COVID test and said, Tampa Bay, you should check your team. It's like, that's weird. Also, the fact that this woman went viral in 2020 for licking an airplane toilet seat. What the hell? I mean, Antonio Brown knows how to pick them. And I think, I do think a lot of this might be a publicity thing because he had even told this girl, watch what I do tomorrow. And then that's when he had like his storm out situation now you also have to question it this is like tmz i don't know how much of it's true but i i can't just doubt all of it can't say none of it happened because it's antonio brown he's i am i am pretty adamant i'm taking the uh the tampa bay side of yeah just it's antonio brown being antonio brown yeah it's 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 ridiculous i i hope we can stop talking about it we're gonna get nfl games tomorrow uh, the playoffs are starting very soon. So I do hope that this is the last week that we mention anything regarding Antonio Brown. But I do think some of the spotlight is maybe turning towards Baker Mayfield now. Mm-hmm. Uh, because yesterday you and I were at lunch and he started uh, tweeting again, which is something that after last season or the season before, a lot of people said, like, hey, you just got to get off Twitter. Stop listening to all your doubters. Focus on what you need to do. And now he's kind of reverted back to the, I'm going to call out members of the media on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And yesterday, Mary Kay Cabot, who I think is a very well-respected uh, media personality. Maybe I'm wrong. I think by like the initial audience of like readers in Cleveland, but I think by the players, she's not. Yeah. Because Brandon Whedon even, I think, responded to Baker Mayfield or retweeted. Yeah, they had the thing yesterday. Like, hey, been there before. And it was like, it's Brandon Whedon. Like, also... Play better. <laughs> yeah. Like you Actually can... <laughs> be good at your job. That'd be a great yeah. start. <laughs> so Mary Kay Cabot, you're telling me she's been critical of Brown's quarterbacks? Yeah. Have you seen the fucking jersey that has 20 names on it? <laughs> like, give her a good quarterback to cheer like on. Like, she's I the only she one, would. yeah. <laughs> but she did say yesterday, uh, she had a tweet, that Brown's Baker Mayfield must resolve his differences with Kevin Stefanski soon in case they need to coexist next season. Also, some names that will be on the radar if they don't. So I think this is something that everybody's looking at. I mean, we were talking about it 
We've talked about it a lot. What the Browns would do at quarterback if they don't bring back Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, other teams. I've seen some jersey swaps already of like, oh, if this is what Baker would look like if he were traded to the Broncos or whomever. And so I think God, she's I would just kind of. that. Oh, yeah. sign me the fuck up for that. <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same. But I think she's just kind of doing her job. Like, this is what Browns fans probably want to read. Mm-hmm. And you can call it clickbait all you want, but, like, yeah, if that's what your readers want to read, yeah, that's <laughs> what you should be putting out. I'm not putting out hit pieces or, you know, pieces on, like, um, the articles that I do every week and just being like, this is what I want to write about. I don't give a shit what people want to read. Yeah, people want to read that, I'm going to talk about it, even if I don't really want to. If that's, like, clickbait, Sorry, but Baker Mayfield, he quote tweeted it and said, clickbait, you and many other Cleveland local media continue to be drama stirring reporters with no sources or facts. Don't put words in my mouth so you can put food on your table. I'm not your puppet. And I quote tweeted his. I think that he has to look at the situation. There's more than one source usually. This could be somebody within the Browns front office. This could be a coaching staff member that said, like, yeah, you know, we'll have to evaluate the quarterback position. This might be Kevin Stefanski himself. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I mean, just because it didn't come directly from Baker Mayfield doesn't mean that it's not sourced. It definitely could be sourced. Maybe it's not a good one, but I, I look at it, and I, on this one, I side with Mary Kay Cabot. I think there is a lot going on in that Browns locker room right now or that front office. Huh? What's her name? Mary Kay Cabot. I just like the way you say it. Mary Kay Cabot. She, hey, you I don't put know your why full I name you out there. Voice. I'm going to read your full name. <laughs> Austin Taylor Cunningham. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I do think this is just her maybe doing her job. And Baker Mayfield, once again, not being able to handle criticism. Well, I mean, I think, honestly, uh, Dan Patrick said it best this morning, and I hate to be like a microphone of him, but I mean, sometimes he just says some really good stuff. That's why he's as good as he is. But he said Baker always has to have an opponent, and I think that's right. I think that's perfectly said of he always has to have something to like be upset with. Like it's always he's always got to have something to be dramatic about in a way. Yeah. Where he could be mad at it or be like, oh, I got to fight something. because And sometimes that's really good. That does continue to put the chip on your shoulder. And that's why I said the other day, I think if he does move on from the Cleveland Browns, if they get a fresh start, I would take a chance with him because I think he's got that chip on his shoulder again. I think I, – I don't know if I said this yesterday to you or if it was to Therese, but like I like the fit of him in Seattle. Like, let's say Pete Carroll stays. He's got decent receiving weapons. Yeah. I mean, he's not going to throw a beautiful ball like Russell Wilson does deep down the field, but you still got a speedster and a big guy over the middle for you that who is reliable. But Seattle wants to be a running football team. Just transition from Cleveland over there. You want to brag about how good you are at handing the football off? Sweet. Do it to a running back in Chris Carson for about 16 weeks. He goes down right before the playoffs, and here's Rashad Penny. Well, being I was going to say, you're probably only going to get him for like eight games. Yeah, I should. my bad. Sorry for being optimistic with him. <laughs> I knew better. That's just kind of been his MO. He's yeah. another guy. We didn't talk about him when we were doing our fantasy stuff. Every year, he's like a top 10 projected running back. I don't know if he's ever finished that hot. He, well, because he can't stay healthy. Right. I mean, he does. He reaches week 13 or 14, like playoffs are in sight, and he's like, ah. There goes the ankle, shoulder. And now Rashad Penny finally going off. I do like that fit, though. Yeah. I think Seattle is going to be an interesting spot for any of these quarterbacks that become available because I, if Russell Wilson moves on, they do have great receivers there. 
two of the best, like the best duos in the league. Mm-hmm. You have to put them up there. They got to be top five. DK and Tyler Lockett. I'm going to be really disappointed if Russell Wilson eventually, if he stays in Seattle, because I've convinced myself mentally yeah, and already made it realistic that he's not there anymore. Because the minute that he recommits to Seattle, I'm throwing your ass under the bus. I mean, like, this, this is all you. You, really? you started this. <laughs> You're a piece right of here. garbage. <laughs> and I, have, I was just along for the ride. That's it. Uh, <laughs> I do. I know we talked about it last year a lot. I root for the chaos of quarterback movement. Mm-hmm. Like with guys like Carson Wentz, we thought Deshaun Watson looked at Aaron Rodgers a lot. I do want to see it. I love player movement. I love the NBA where they will just trade players just to trade them. Like Russell yeah, Westbrook, sure. we thought you were a lock in OKC. JK, you've gone <laughs> Houston, Washington, LA. Yeah. I feel like I'm missing a team. I think that's it. Well, you're probably just assuming he's going to be traded from the Lakers, which is very probably <laughs> a lot of the talk right now is when will that happen? It could happen. I saw, I think it was yesterday actually, he finally had a game without a turnover. He had the longest streak of games with a turnover in NBA history. <laughs> like since they had started tracking turnovers hey y'all are just lucky i didn't make the nba that would be my record i guarantee you <laughs> yeah you'd be so, over here fucking pistol peep pass behind my head and hit yeah. the defender right Oops, in the face that's yeah out of bounds it's my, my fault <laughs> yeah. it's my fault on that one but with the baker mayfield stuff it's i think it's just getting started i don't think that it's gonna calm down anytime soon i i think that we probably see more tweets and as we get closer to the draft we're going to start talking a lot more about player movement and you know picks getting traded. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Browns in rumors of like, oh, they're looking to trade up, trying to get one of those quarterbacks. With that is going to come Baker Mayfield drama. Where which, are they set to pick right now in the draft? Do you know? I'll look if you don't. Which is- I don't know. I assume they're towards the middle of the pack. Um, 13 yep. is where they're set to pick. Sam Howell. 13's a pretty good spot, honestly, to need a quarterback. I mean, looking at the current draft order, a lot will change after this weekend, but I Mm -hmm. I feel like Jacksonville, Detroit, Houston, that's kind of a lock for one, two, three. They they could use a quarterback, I guess, in Detroit or Houston, but it it doesn't feel like that's the direction they're going. No. I think they'll probably go edge rusher. Yeah, they're two pass rushers. Or Hutchinson right there. The Jets, not going to draft a quarterback. The Giants, I would assume they're either going to keep Daniel Jones or make a trade for Russell Wilson. Yeah, what do you five. think the Jets do at four? Because I mean that's that's probably a lock four or five. Um, secondary maybe maybe Derek Stingley Jr. who mm. officially declared for the draft yesterday. I think he's a, a hot name right now. I think a lot of people have just kind of forgotten about him because he stopped playing at LSU. Yeah, one hundred percent. Marcus May is he still there? Mm-hmm. For this year, did he I, did he keep playing? For some reason, I thought there was something that happened because there was, was on discussion the at the trade deadline. Yeah, uh-huh. of him like just go ahead and get rid of me if you know if I'm yeah. not part of the. Well, future. he got hurt, and then I think it was his agent that tweeted out, "He'll be back just in time for the trade deadline." That's right. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So I don't think that he wants to be <laughs> a Jet anymore, but I I think that they still need secondary help in. Derek Stingley is a very good corner. That would be nice. Obviously. At number five, like I said, the Giants, I think they stick with Daniel Jones or they move on and get like a star. I don't think they're drafting a quarterback at five. The Panthers at six, I think that might be the first quarterback off the board. Really? Yeah. Donald Sam Darnold? 
They should be. I don't think. Actually, trade Christian McCaffrey for Deshaun Watson. If the Texans would have. Yeah, I mean, a report came out this morning that, like, the Panthers would be willing to move on from CMC. Mm -hmm. Send him to Houston. No disrespect. But if you can get a quarterback and also keep the sixth pick, love that. Oh, you're not keeping that pick. You don't think so? You're going to send McCaffrey and the sixth pick for Watson? For Watson? Yeah. They wanted three first-round picks for him. Well, Chris McCaffrey's got to at least account for two of those. No. Honey Moore hasn't played the last two years. I would resting. not trade a first-round pick for Christian McCaffrey. Any of them. Not even pick 32 for Christian McCaffrey. That's how I've You're how done insane. I am. You would not give up pick 32 for no, Christian McCaffrey. No, what has he done the last two years? Well, this year he was out. The year before he came back and forth. Out? <laughs> yeah. So, no, I wouldn't. I think Damn. you can find that running back production somewhere. Would you else. give a first-rounder for Saquon Barkley? Hell no. I, I like Christian McCaffrey more than Saquon. Wow. Christian McCaffrey can go play slot receiver for me. <laughs> that might be his best position. Yeah, but Saquon's quads. Yeah. I, I do root for both players, but they've just they've not been good the last two years. Yeah. You're being realistic with it. And you're, Christian McCaffrey's getting paid a lot of money. Highest paid running That's back, true. I believe. Yep. Saquon is probably going to be paid, or he's going to need paid very soon. They picked up his fifth year option. He's about to enter year five in the NFL. And he's played like two seasons. That's a good point. So I wouldn't I wouldn't now I never say never. If I were a team that like I just thought a running back would set me over the top and we'd be just fine, then yeah, I might trade like pick thirty for him or whatever. But I don't even know what teams out there the Buffalo Bills. If Buffalo was like they're seating at pick number twenty five if they said, yeah, we'll go get Saquon for pick 25, I like taking that risk. But if I'm any other team, like Tampa Bay, I'm not trading a first-round pick. Man, you can't say something like that because now I'm just like, ooh, Saquon at Buffalo would be nasty. It could be. Wow. And he they, handled the cold weather. He's big enough to be yeah. burly enough straight-ahead runner if need be. Catches the ball very well out of the backfield. Yep. That's, I think, the only team in the entire NFL that I would look at and be like, yep, you could trade your first-round pick for a running back. And like that's what you were saying yesterday too about Josh Allen's. Like we don't think he's reached his like best yeah, play yet. Not you give him a running back who can catch out of the backfield and be reliable like that. You absolutely will. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you did kind of mention Christian McCaffrey. The Panthers did say that they were open to trading him. This could be like just kind of like front office speak of like, yeah, we're open to trading any player if we're given the right package yeah. in return. But I, I do think there is maybe something to it. They're paying him a lot of money and not getting a lot of production. He's still pretty young, so maybe that is a situation where they move on from him a little bit early. Maybe there's a little buyer's remorse on how much they paid him. I mean, you'd think so. <laughs> especially when you're in this situation and you're willing to move on now. It's kind of like, a, we've messed up. And especially when you got Sam Donald, too, and you think that might help out, and it, and it doesn't. I'm, I am interested to see what Carolina does this offseason because there could be – I mean, the, I feel like the defense is there. Like, we forget they went and got Stephon Gilmore too. Like, they right. have him at corner. Like, their their defense is set. They've JC got some Horn nice goes down targets. With an injury. I don't so, know that they're anything special at receiver, but they've got some nice weapons there. Do you think could they attract. could be in play for Russell Wilson? Um, I don't – And you just – I don't know, yeah. 
it's tough. I don't want to be NFC like to Russell NFC. Wilson to every team, but yeah. but also with Russell Wilson, you got to remember those no trade clauses. Yeah, you could probably make a run for him. I don't know that you're getting rid of Christian McCaffrey and bringing in Russell Wilson. Just because I think Russ would probably look at it and say, like, yeah, I want that opportunity to play with Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, and right here from the old DMs of uh, Brooks Gwynn, the GM for Carolina came from Seattle. Yeah, and I don't – does Christian Brooks. McCaffrey really fit in with what Seattle wants to do? I don't know. Well, I think if you do that, you're not trading Christian McCaffrey. You're just yeah. giving them picks because Seattle clearly doesn't have that. They're yeah. like, yeah, we would love to get players in return. One, we probably can't afford it. And two, we have zero picks. We'll just take some of them. Yeah. They also just don't like picks, though. I think That's Seattle started true. to recognize, hey, we suck in the first round. Let's just give those away. <laughs> Who what? did they take last year or a couple of years ago? Was it LJ Collier at a TCU or something? Was that Seattle? Yes. And it yeah. was like, why? It's two years in a row. Yeah, you took Rashad Penny the year before, and now this kid. Like, this I guy did was like a third the, rounder. Uh, the linebacker that they took. He's played well. The guy out of Texas Tech. What's his name? Brooks, I think. He's been, I think, pretty good. I don't. The know rest that. of it, and not been that good. <laughs> I'm trying to look it up and remember. Jordan at the same Brooks. Time. Jordan Brooks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I've liked what he's done, but other than that, the last couple first round picks, L.J. Collier. Yeah, not good. Rashad Penny in the first round of 2018. About damn time. What year? took four years, 2018. Jesus. Yeah, you can just go back and look at that. That is crazy that that was four years ago. I mean, yeah, simple math, but, like, shit. Yeah. But the rest of their draft classes, usually pretty good. Like, whoever they take in the second round, usually pretty all right. Was yeah. that so? That year that they took L.J. Collier, that was because they traded Frank Clark to Kansas City and got Kansas City's first round, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Not and they a were good like, and eh, let's replace them with L.J. Collier. And this, they're not even the same type of player. That was just <laughs> drafting players is hard. I don't. I don't think people it very much that. is. Everybody thinks they're a genius in February. <laughs> yeah, talk to Howie Roseman. I just saw a clip today that came up of when he took Jalen Rager in the office of. The Vikings was just like, oh my god, called Justin Jefferson, and this is when like last the Zoom call, so they're all sitting there, and the GM's like, hey, call Justin Jefferson. Another guy cuts him off. He's like, dude, I'm already doing it. Like I've already told the league office, and he's like, thank you. Yeah, and it's just like fucking Jalen Rager, and Eagles fans are just pissed because that's what I saw. It was like an in-home video where the the fan is standing in front of the screen. He's like. Please, Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson. And it's Goodell, and he's like, the Eagles take receiver. And you see him get excited, and it's like Jalen Rager. And he's like, who? Who the fuck is this kid? TCU? <laughs> good. Yeah. And that I, that's some of my favorite content is when these NFL teams draft a player and they've clearly missed, and then we revisit it a couple <laughs> years later. My all-time favorite one is Jerry Jones wanting Paxton Lynch. And, like, was ready to pull the trigger on him in the first round. And then the Broncos swooped up and got him. And then he was like, oh, shit. Like, he's just distraught. Like, we missed out on Paxton Lynch. And then later in the draft, they draft Dak Prescott, who's their day one starter and <laughs> very good since then. But they didn't want him. <clears throat> so I'm, I can't give the Cowboys credit for like, oh, we found Dak late. 
No, you wanted a shitty quarterback. You had Dak below that. Hey, sometimes you know we've heard it since grade school. First is the worst, second is the best. Sometimes your order of quarterbacks. <laughs> Third is the one with the hairy chest. <laughs> I heard treasure's chest. You said hairy chest. Mm, that's yeah. That's the saying nowadays. What? Kids are weird, man. They've changed. What's fourth? I don't know. I never got that far. Nobody cares about fourth. I just tried to get third lines. I got the treasure chest. <laughs> I've yet to find or get the treasure chest. <laughs> what a weird uh, segment there. Also, another one of my favorites is the Arizona Cardinals and the Detroit Lions. Um, the Cardinals wanted Amir Abdullah, a running back, that year. <laughs> they missed out on him because the Lions took him. And then they drafted running back David Johnson, who nowadays, not great. Boy, he just had that, what, two-year stint? There he was, And then yeah. it just fell off. Right? So I, you can find those. That's always my favorite thing, to look back. Like, oh, man, this team really wanted this guy. But then they drafted this guy later, and it worked out for him. <laughs> There's a million of them every year. Um, let's get to some of our great sponsors, though. Uh, MinersInMonroe.com. Use code MikedUp10. Save yourself 10% off. Uh, a great store. I'm wearing Miners in Monroe today, actually. I've Ooh. continued my ranch dressing, wear boots and flannels. I, I Honestly, I'm just getting lazy to the point to where I just know that I can go to my closet and grab something from Miners in Monroe, throw a pair of boots on, and I'm all set. MinersInMonroe.com. Use code MikedUp10. Save yourself 10% off. Absolutely. Next up is Gunspot. Be sure to visit them at Gunspot.com. No reserved auctions every single week. And the best part about the site is there's no hidden fees when you go to checkout. No convenience fees, nothing like that. You just pay the price of the item that you're purchasing, including tax. Also, it's not a matter if, it's a matter of when danger rises. Make sure you're in a position to protect you and your family, and you can do that again at Gunspot.com. All right, let's get into some of these. Wait, wait. I was about to say, mm, I was about to do it myself. I missed it once earlier. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. We uh, don't use that one enough. <laughs> we don't. We don't take advantage of the other ones. But the first game this week, the NFL schedule, is the Chiefs versus Broncos on Saturday. Don't let that one sneak up on you. I know a lot of us are done with fantasy leagues, but on Saturday, we'll have the Chiefs at Broncos. A little bit of an exciting game, and I do have to give a little hat tip to the NFL. Usually this game would be meaningless because the Texans, not the Texans, the Titans and the Chiefs would be sitting there with both of them having a bye week, and we'd just be like, eh, don't care. Yeah. Now they have to play, and we're going to see Patrick Mahomes against the Denver Broncos, which makes things more exciting. And I'm curious to see how they handle this game. I know they want to win because they want that one seed, but also, I wonder about the motivation of some of the other Kansas City Chiefs. I was actually talking to Cole about this last night. He's like, you know, I kind of hope they do get the two seed and they pick up a win here uh, just so like, they kind of get an opportunity to get on a roll. Because that loss against Cincinnati, we all know how pissed off they were. And Andy Reid's message has been to them like, hey, forget about it. Let's move on. We know what their mistakes were. Let's be better. Let's focus on Denver. Well, I wonder how hard it's been to focus on Denver and it's like, Right, it's freaking Drew Locke. But hopefully, because I mean, we're all kind of expecting Tennessee to beat Houston, we get that. But at the same time, with Kansas City here, it's, this is an opportunity for you to get on a roll and go on another winning streak. If you can head into the playoffs and get a big win, if you can get everything clicking this game, and there's like one more thing, we're like, ah, we could be better on this, and you focus on that going into the playoffs, you're just ready to go. No matter if you're playing 
the Raiders or the Chargers or someone else somehow sneaking into that seventh spot. Um, but I'm taking Kansas City to win this game, of course. The spread, though, is 11 and a half. That's kind of my only concern is, like, at some point you give these guys a rest if it's such a blowout. And with it being in Denver, the weather itself, just 43. Looks like it's going to be sunny. Just a little Not cloudy. Not even sun. Just, just a little bit of an overcast. I'm taking Kansas City 11 and a half, though. I think the defense has a big game this week. I'm going to take the Chiefs to win this game. Uh, I think that there will be enough motivation there. I do worry about a little bit of the distraction. It still feels like, even as of like yesterday, everyone was still talking about the Bengals. And hopefully in that locker room they have changed the tune, but everybody's still talking about the refs. And I wonder if that is a little bit of a distraction for them. I'm going to take the Chiefs to win. I'm going to take the Broncos to cover. I think one thing that's interesting with the Broncos, they're out Ronald Darby. They're out Patrick Sertan. That's going to really suck for the Broncos. And I also, I hope we see a lot of Drew Locke in this game. You don't really have a whole lot to play for here if you're Denver. You're eliminated from the playoffs. I see what you got with that young guy. Another guy that worries me, is uh, the running back, Williams. Yeah. If they give him a lot of carries in Denver. I mean, he torched him in Kansas City. He is good. I like him a lot. Yeah. I'm <laughs> kind of happy I was on board with that very early and seeing it. I was like, hey, this guy, this kid's going to be something special. And Denver did it again on just finding a running back in like the second round who ends up going mm-hmm. off and bees their lead back. Now Denver just needs to make sure they don't mess it up in terms of play calling because that's something they've also specialized in as of recent with the running backs. Yep, and the next game on Saturday, uh, the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. Both of these teams are going to the playoffs, and that is very surprising for me. Fly, Eagles, fly, though. Um, the Cowboys are a four-and-a-half-point favorite. I, I'm going to take the Cowboys to win. I think I'm going to take them to cover as well. I like the Eagles. I love Jalen Hurts. I'm just not a real big, firm believer in what they're doing yet. Really? So I'm actually going to take the Eagles to cover. I think Dallas wins, but I feel like this is going to be a close game. And it's also in Philly. So it's one of those situations where it's going to be cold. It's going to be a crisp 23 degrees. It's a night game. I'm sure it's going to be a little windy as well. wonder how the Cowboys handle this because this is a team who's been not very healthy throughout the entire season. We haven't really seen Zeke go off. I think the Cowboys are kind of sitting some guys as well. So it's more so of... Can Philadelphia come in and, like what I said with Kansas City, get on a roll? You know what I mean? You pick up a win here against Cowboys, a division team, and then you go in, and it's like, sweet, we just beat the Cowboys, let's go do this. Not yeah. necessarily maybe the underdog story again, but let's go see if we can kind of disrupt some guys' hopes and dreams here in the playoffs. That'd be cool if they knocked out Tampa Bay to start. Yeah. It, uh, that Eagles offensive line a little bit banged up going against that Cowboys defense. Mm-hmm. And uh, Michael Parsons is out as well yeah. for the for Cowboys. Yeah, I, I, we're going to see a lot of teams not playing a lot of guys. If you're a little bit banged up and you've already secured a spot, you're probably not playing. I wish they would just put out like an official list for that of like, hey, like these. It's last week; these guys are not playing. Like, yeah, we'll let get us know it, by like, Wednesday Sunday morning. Sunday morning, Adam Schefter at like eight a.m. will just start firing off tweets of like these players are inactive for today. <laughs> now the next game though, the Cincinnati Bengals against the Cleveland Browns. I appreciate what the NFL tried to do with this last Week 18 <laughs> matchup. It's so meaningless now. Joe Burrow, not playing. Baker Mayfield, not playing. I hope fans get a discount on their tickets. <laughs> I'm going to take the Browns to win this game because Joe Burrow is not playing. And Baker Mayfield's backup, Case Keenum, 
might actually be the better quarterback right now with as beat up as Baker Mayfield is. And watch, this is going to be the week where Nick Chubb gets like 40 carries. <laughs> goes for 200 yards. Rips feel good. Yeah, Browns probably win this one easily. I also think that the Bengals, uh, you know, maybe they're playing some of these guys. I don't think they're going to see a lot of snaps. So I'm going Browns all the way. I actually think this is a pretty safe bet. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Just because, you know, Cincinnati is sitting so many guys. I don't know. For some reason, there's just a feeling that Cleveland's still going to find a way to just mess it all up and lose. I think they might be better without Baker Mayfield. They probably will be. But at the same time, it's like, do they even care right now? It's the last game of the year. Yeah. And your quarterback has already quit on you. I think some (laughs) of those other... Maybe that maybe that fuels them then. It's like, oh, he yeah. gave up on us. Like, is Jarvis Landry going to play? Like, what's the motivation for a veteran receiver to play in yeah. this game? Maybe well, he has people's some Jones incentives. I um, think I asked. I don't know if it was you or Matt. Like, is Donovan Peoples Jones like the best receiver on that team right now? I think he is, and I don't think that it's close. I think a lot of their young guys are are really good. Maybe I'm a little bit biased because I do. I like Donovan Peoples Donovan Peoples Jones. Uh, Anthony Schwartz is a pretty good. Receiver mm-hmm. two, uh, Jarvis Landry. I think that maybe it's like he could probably use a fresh start somewhere too. Um, but I do. I like a lot of those guys. And um, Harrison Bryant, the tight end, David and Juco, mm-hmm. uh, have been very good. Austin Hooper has not been good. Well, yeah. I wonder how much of that falls on Baker because it's crazy how Austin Hooper was a stud in Atlanta with Matt Ryan. Yeah, I think he was a, like a one year wonder though. Yeah. Contract year. Like some of the drops that he had last week, like, oh man, like you got to catch that one. That's (laughs) not on Baker Mayfield. That one's on you, big guy. Um, But I do like their other two tight ends that they have. Um, Is it Nick Mullins is going to start? No, Case Keenum. Okay. I pulled up their depth chart and they already have Baker Mayfield off of it. (laughs) I was like, wait a second. Nick Mullins is starting in this game? (laughs) No, okay. I'm fine. It's Case Keenum. I'm sticking with my pick. I think the Browns can win this one. Uh, next one, another little division matchup. The Green Bay Packers versus the Detroit Lions. I haven't seen much about, is Rodgers playing in this one? I don't think so. I don't think the Packers are playing anybody. Yeah. The Packers are still a three-point favorite, so it's kind of hard to figure out. Uh, they have Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones listed as questionable. So I don't know. I haven't seen like an official report. Maybe I missed it. Sitting these guys out for two straight weeks because they've got to buy is going to be tough. Yeah. Well, I don't know now because I remember Devontae Adams saying, like, I'm not, if you're scared, go to church about like playing the last week of the season. Like, if you're scared about getting hurt, go to church or like go pray or something. So maybe, I mean, maybe he's playing. I wouldn't be surprised if Aaron Rodgers maybe plays like a quarter or two and then that's it. And then you bring Jordan Love in and it's like, just enjoy the last half of the season. Hopefully we don't see you again for the rest of the year. Or honestly, even just, yeah, like you said, play him a little bit. Have him come out there, do the pregame stuff. Maybe have him come out after halftime. Or maybe just at halftime being like, hey, regardless of the score, we're giving it to Jordan Love. Yeah, That's his half of football. That's probably what I would do. So not like necessarily sitting everyone, but like we're really going to limit you. Yeah, because <laughs> you, you don't want to deal with the whole, like like you said, you get pretty much two weeks off and you come back and it takes you a quarter or a half to kind of get everything going again. And then the other team is not – you know, slowed down at all. I mean, that's what happens with some teams coming off the bye. We've seen that just damage them before. So right. Green Bay definitely wants to avoid that, of course. But let's get to this next game, though, as everything loads for me. Chicago, Minnesota, talk about a snooze fest. <laughs> I feel bad for some of these games 
These are like the meaningless bowl games. There's nothing to watch for in this one. <laughs> yeah. um, I think that I saw that, is this right? Justin Fields was going to play. They're like, oh, he's back. Now he's tested positive for COVID, so he's out. That Now you get, I think it's uh, Red Rifle's going to start in this one. Ooh. You get Andy Dalton against Kirk Cousins. <laughs> this might just be an addition, uh, an audition for both these quarterbacks. It feels like the Minnesota Vikings are done with Kirk Cousins. His contract is very hard to get out of, but so was Carson Wentz's. So I well, the thing with Kirk Cousins, it's fully guaranteed. So no matter if they get out of it or whatnot, he's like, you you can do whatever. You can bench me. You can just tell me I'm no longer a part of this team. You could send me somewhere else. I know I'm getting my money. Thank yeah. you very much. And um, they even asked uh, the um, Vikings head coach, I can't think of his name, if they were going to play Kellen Mond at all this week. And he came out and said, no. Like, I, why not? Why not get a little look at that? Did you hear his response to that? Yeah. It's like, I see him every day. Yeah. Fucking ruthless, dude. <laughs> right. I, and I think that's maybe just Zimmer and the way that he handles things. Just like, nope, don't need him to. And there's also talk in the preseason or early in the season that he was going to take a redshirt year no matter what. And that's why even when Kirk Cousins went down, they are like, oh, we're playing Sean Mannion. Mm-hmm. He's our guy. So I guess I, I get that. But you did if you're in the third round. If you're a Vikings fan or just you in general, Mel, do you like Zimmer? And like his attitude and kind of how he goes about things? I feel like do he's I just like so him, yes. stubborn. If, if I were a Vikings fan, I don't think I would. I feel like he's so stubborn and just set in his ways and it's mm-hmm. difficult. Yeah, he's a little bit of a get-off-my-lawn type guy. Yeah. Uh, I think he's a good coach. I think his time in Minnesota is done. I, I think that he's kind of lost the locker room, as we say. I don't. You're not responding to his motivation anymore. So I think it's time for them to probably move on. And you have you have some good young pieces there. Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, I think he's becoming a top-five receiver. Yeah. Very, like, maybe not by next year, but, I mean, it's – it's happening. I think he's number two in the league in receiving yards. He is. With Cousins as his quarterback. That's the other thing. I mean, Devontae Adams is ahead of Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. I think I'd probably still put Tyreek ahead of him. Yeah. Maybe DK Metcalf. DeAndre Hopkins? I think I, I wouldn't anymore. Really? Yeah. I mean, the injury. because he's injured this year? Yeah. yeah. I I don't know. I Maybe I'm wrong on this one, but when veterans like that take an injury, I just really question that comeback. Yeah, it's, I mean it's harder. Like you're you're older, you've taken more hits, more miles on you. Then, yeah. So I mean, shit. Justin, is, Justin like, who is the top, top five, receiver. five receivers right now in the NFL? Devontae I think, Adams. I feel like Tyreek. his clear number one, Tyreek. Huh? Julio Jones is out of that conversation no. now. Yeah. AJ Brown. No. DK. I I think DK gets a little bit overrated. I just feel like because, he is too. I mean, he's just he's a big body receiver that's yeah. fast and has the ball dropped in perfectly from Wilson. Right. And he's good. Definitely. A lot of people missed on him in the draft for sure. Yeah. But I, I know, do think like, he gets a little overrated just because he's so big. I mean, that's only two receivers that we listed. Cooper Cup is a course in there. Yeah, is he Cooper top Cup. five? Or is this just like a this is a very impressive year? No, I think he is. I think this is his breakout year. Okay. I mean, it, Justin Jefferson might be in the. Is mix, there somebody dude. very obvious that we're missing? But I can't uh, that's kind of what I'm worried about. Like, I know like Jamar Chase is having a big year, but at the same time, like he's a rookie. Yeah. So even with him, yeah, I like him, but it's almost like, oh, let's see it again. Stephon Diggs, in Buffalo. Yeah. yeah. The Would guy you, that was pretty much traded for Justin Jefferson. 
Yeah. That worked out very well for both teams. Yeah, how lucky. <laughs> Again, thanks to the Eagles because they freaking idiots. Yeah. Uh, this Bears-Vikings game, though, I'm going to take the Vikings to win it. I, it just feels like one of those games that they win. The Bears with Andy Dalton, a little bit of uncertainty. And also with their quarterback situation, I think they've been preparing all week for like, oh, we're going to have Justin Fields back. Yeah. Psych, throw Andy Dalton back in there. And Nagy, I don't know what he has left to coach for. I, I think, think we maybe also, his message is like a, hey, this is probably my last ride. Last dance. You know how we'd be in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your team's like, F you, dude. We're so done with your ass. Don't even care. See ya. We're going right. to go lose by 30. Yeah. It, probably not a game that I'm going to watch. But if I were betting on it, I would take the Vikings. And they're, they're at minus five and a half. So I would probably even take them against the spread. I think I'm going to take... The Bears, just because this is a, like you said, this is an audition for Andy Dalton to prove, I still have it. I mean, that was the thing in Chicago is like Andy Dalton's our starter. QB1, JK, we take Justin Jefferson in the, or excuse me, Justin Fields in the draft. Same time, Andy Dalton's like, hey, I've been here the whole time. I get it. You know, we had to eventually move on to the rookie kid, but like I can still play in this league. I can still be a starter. I'm going somewhere else. So I think he could possibly ball out this game. I don't know what ball out means in terms of Andy <laughs> Dalton, but yeah. ball out enough. 250 yards and two yeah. touchdowns, no interceptions. Like, enough to where maybe you're looking at like Washington or you know Denver's looking at you, or Carolina like, hey, uh, you free next year? Right. <laughs> yeah, it definitely could be one of those teams doing it. The next game, there are just a lot of bad ones. Again, There I, really are. I really like what the NFL tried to do with a lot of these division matchups in the last week of the season. It's cool, but some of them are just you have two teams that are out of the playoffs. You have two teams that are really bad, and that's the Washington football team and the New York Giants. I, I'm i going Washington football team all the way in this one. Um, I think that the Giants are a team that is probably tanking. I know in the NFL that looks a little bit different, but like they're not playing Daniel Jones. They're being very conservative with that injury. They're just Who's their good. starting quarterback this week? Is it I, Fromm or is it Glennon again? I think it's probably going to be Glennon. Has Fromm played at all? Yeah, he played a little bit last week. Did he look awful? Yep. <laughs> yep. So I, I'm i going with Washington. I think they still have a lot to play for. Actually, um, Jake Fromm is starting. Glennon's hurt from Brooks and the DMs. Research and stats department is killing it today, by the way. Yeah, Hope right. us get through this last week of the season. Appreciate you. And I mean, that just solidifies it even more. The good news, I guess, if you're a Giants fan, if Jake Fromm is in there, they're going to actually give Saquon Barkley the ball. That's yeah, what they happy. did last week. It's like, oh, my God, I don't remember the last time I saw Saquon rush for over 100 yards. No joke. It was last week. That's when he did it. <laughs> uh, because it's terrible that you have to be like forced into giving Saquon Barkley the ball. I know that I just said earlier I wouldn't give a first-round pick for him, but like, give the guy an opportunity when he's healthy. Oh, I mean, yeah. Even Stop if it is the last week of the carries. season against Washington. Like, you're earning your money. You're earning your paycheck today. Yeah. And a lot of these teams, you know, it is an audition for next year of like, all right, what are we going to do? How are we going to build this team going forward? And with the Giants, uh, yeah, you probably want to give Saquon one more look because I do think that he could be on the trade market. I don't know what the value or return is going to be for him, but, you know, he's been in the league for a while. He's going to start to want that second contract. I don't know. I wouldn't pay him. I've said that before, too. I wouldn't pay him. I also wouldn't watch that game. Uh, another game <laughs> that a lot of people are going to be watching because of 
the circumstances around it are the Colts and the Jaguars. The Colts have not won in Jacksonville since, I believe, 2014. Mm-hmm. If the Colts lose, they are not in the playoffs, right? Yes. I need so, to actually look that up because I've been super confused by it. I feel like there's been so many different situations that are discussed. And I just, if they lose, the Chargers and the Raiders can both get in. I don't think that's they right because then it's a tiebreaker. Like they'd have to tie, and then it's like they can the, get in. The spread is minus fifteen. Colts minus fifteen on this one, and I, they do have a lot to play for. I'm going to take the Colts. I'm going to take the points too. Jonathan Taylor would not be surprised to see him go 150, 200 yards in this game. Carson Palmer, or not Palmer, Wentz. I was like, what? <laughs> probably less than twenty attempts. <laughs> 20 might be a little low, but I don't think he throws the ball more than 25 times. Okay, so the Ravens can clinch a playoff spot with a win and a Colts loss and a Chargers loss and a Dolphins loss. Oh, those playoff scenarios are going to be ridiculous. God dang it. And then, of course, my laptop's like, hey, actually, the only teams that are like actually mathematically eliminated is pretty low. There are a lot of teams there. Like the Steelers are still in it, the Ravens are still in it, the Colts are still in it. Yeah, so the Colts. The Colts win, they're in. That's pretty much it. Yeah, it's it's crazy. That's, I'm not even, honestly, I'm not even going to try to look at it until after Week 18. But I do know that the Colts need a win here, and I think that they will get it against Jacksonville. That team has not looked good all year long. They still haven't looked good after Urban Meyer. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has thrown 10 touchdowns in the entire season. He started every single game. It's not been good. <laughs> Colts are going to win this game. I'm taking the Colts to win, but I'm going to take Jacksonville to cover. I think the points are too much. I think 15's a lot. I think the Colts are going to realize, like, yeah, we're, we've are we pretty much won this game. It's whatever. And I think Jacksonville gets, like, a late trash score to where they, you know, they only lose by 14 or so. Right. Uh, this next game, I think, is probably the most exciting game to watch on the noon slate of games on Sunday is the Steelers and the Ravens, as we just talked about. They're both still in it. For the playoffs, they have not been eliminated. And there's a lot to play for. Lamar Jackson has not been practicing. Mm-hmm. That sucks for Ravens fans. But you do get to face Ben Roethlisberger and possibly his last game ever. I don't know if the Ravens will like roll out the red carpet for him. Uh, probably not. I actually saw their honoring Terrell Suggs this weekend, which is very fitting because he's kicked the shit out of Roethlisberger <laughs> numerous times. Uh, I'm a Steelers doubter. <laughs> And I'm a Ty- I think I'm a Tyler Huntley guy. I think I am too. I think he can start somewhere. Yeah, and I he's kind of auditioning. I know I've been real big like this whole week on like where quarterbacks could possibly land. I would like to see Tyler Huntley in Washington. Yeah. For some Carolina. reason I think that'd be a good fit. Yeah. I don't yeah. know about Carolina or so, but I I just think that he would fit that style of that PJ Walker type. That is true. Like Sam Darnold, I think, was like a desperation. Like, yeah, let's bring in somebody with potential. I mean, like what Teddy kind of Bridgewater. does Matt Rule want to run, though? I don't know. Like, does, uh, yeah, does he know he fucking fired Joe Brady? Yeah. It, yeah. We'll see who they bring in as OC. I don't know. I think Matt Rule is maybe a little bit. I was going to say, we're kind of getting to the line of like, eh, maybe that was the wrong hire. Right. Like, yeah. great, you changed the culture and the winning ways at Baylor. That's cool. It's hard to go but, from the college ranks to the pros. It is. I mean, let's say he gets fired from Carolina. Does he go back to college? Uh, probably. I would. I think. I don't think he'll get fired this year, though. 
No, 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 no. And I'm not trying to say that either. Yeah, but, but if they struggle again next we're year. We're getting close to reaching that point of like, pfft, Right. And I think he something. got a long contract. It, was he a seven-year deal? Years? Was it seven? Yeah, he, is, he had like a really long. It might have been a five-one. Seven seems like way too much. But I, he did get a long contract. But it, Matt Rule looks like too average of a like American citizen to be the kind of douchebag that he is. What? Yeah, met him in Mobile. Dude's an asshole. Oh yeah, yeah. Have I not told you this story? I don't think he so. comes walking through one of the bars that we were at. Uh, it's not. Draft oh, picks, he was. One. He was Mister Out and About last year. Yeah. The yeah. year before that, and yeah. it was he just gotten the job, and he comes walking in like chest high, belly out, like just like doesn't even say excuse me, just like wiggles through. I'm like, oh, it's Matt Rule, and he just like turns and looks at me, and then like keeps walking. I'm like, I almost wanted to go, it's Matt Rule, like <laughs> let the whole bar know, like suck it, asshole. Sorry, that was really aggressive. But how dare this rub me the wrong coach way? Not talk to me. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> that is not what I meant. <laughs> yeah, not the Steelers are out a lot of guys this weekend too. Uh, Deontay Johnson not going to play. I like the Ravens in this one. Really, like, hats off to John Harbaugh to be able to get this team to play so well without your quarterback and with so many other injuries. Like If you go back and look at who we thought the Ravens were going to have this season versus who they actually do, it's it's quite the difference there. But I'm taking the Ravens in this one, and I do. I like Tyler Huntley. I hope he has a good game. And I think it's going to be very fitting that Ben Roethlisberger's last game is a loss to the Ravens. So I'm actually going to take the Steelers to win this game on <laughs> yeah. the road. I think Big Ben, I think these guys want to play for him. I think oh, they you're want a to magic give, moment type I think guy, they though. want to give Big Ben one last, like, let's go, dude. You talk about one last dance, this is it. Like, this literally is it for Big Ben. Let's go get a division win. We just beat Cleveland last week. Let's go beat Baltimore. And then it's also TJ Watt's going to break the sack record. I hope so. So it's like he's gonna have his hands full trying points. to rush down Tyler Huntley. He's done it before. He ain't screwed. I do hope he breaks the record though. Yeah, he's at twenty one and a half, and the record's twenty two and a half. Yep. He needs Even him. if he at least ties it, but yeah, and I love the fact that, and I never want anyone to miss games, but the fact that he missed two games this season and people can't and use still, the well, we got an extra week of the season. Like no, right? He's already missed two games. This equals out perfectly. Yep. I, I do. Obviously, I talk about T.J. Watt all the time on this podcast. I love him. I didn't realize how this might sound a little weird, like muscular this dude was. I saw a picture of him with like Joey Molinaro on Twitter yesterday because he was like, hey, go break the record, dude, or something. And I saw T.J. Watt standing I was like, my God, this dude's arms are massive. Yeah, he's in the NFL. I saw the same – yeah, no shit. I saw the same <laughs> thing about Joey Bosa too because oh, I guess he won, like, the Nice Guy Award or something, like, voted by the fans, like, Chargers fans. Really? And he's at the podium like, I did? And then, like, <laughs> this is from the Chargers, and they show, like, game clips of him being mic'd up, and it's like, you mother, beep, 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 beep. And they're like, we can't use any of the footage from you because you cuss so much. Like, you're probably not getting mic'd hey, up. Hey, Nice Guys cuss. Yeah, I cuss that's true. a lot. Me too. And Am I nice? I'm a nice guy. I know I'm a nice guy. I have to, like, hold back on the podcast. If you just catch me out and about... I think I curse just as much as anybody in the world. I don't know, because I feel like there's times where I was like, man, I feel like I'm cussing way too much, because I haven't heard you cuss in a minute. <laughs> really? I think that's like when we're out for lunch, and I just kind of like go on a rant or something, and it's like, oh, that was too many F words. I will keep in mind who's around me, though. Like, if I can just have a conversation and not have to worry about, like, oh, I might be offensive to the old lady who's sitting behind us. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of prided myself as of late on like just not caring who's around. 
<laughs> because I felt like I used to. Like I used to care and worry like yeah. what everyone would think or like just going full Matt like, rule, huh? Oh my god, this kid like da 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 da. Now it's like I don't care. Six year old over there, what the fuck you looking at? <laughs> Four eyes. Just kidding. I'd never do that. What's <laughs> up, <So>, brace face? <laughs> uh, how about this last game on the early slate? Uh, the Tennessee Titans versus the Houston Texans. Uh, they have to win. So the Texans, or sorry, the Titans do. I keep getting mixed up today. To keep that one seed, I think they do. Uh, spread on this one is 10 points. I think they, the tit- Titans come in uber-focused on this one. They're not overlooking the Texans. I think they put them away. I think they cover the spread. I don't know what the chain is for the Houston Texans, but let's just put that in there. I am. I said at the beginning of the show, I'm the number two fan for the Houston Texans this week. Because if I'm the number two fan, that means they beat the Texans, or the Titans, excuse me, and the Titans are now the number two seed. And I don't think I ever want to be the number one fan of anyone else but the Kansas City Chiefs. Straight homer into the microphone, I get that. <laughs> but I'm rooting for Houston this week hard. I think a lot of fans. And I'm, man, I'm trying to just manifest it. The Houston Texans will beat the Tennessee Titans on Sunday. Yeah, and I think you're high if you actually think that. Davis Mills. There's a reason he's not David. It's Davis. No reasoning for that at all. I've had an issue with them I all know year. If you're going because, somewhere with that? Well, because I've been mad with them. Is like, why are you not just David? Just like Davis is such a stupid name. I love Davis. Davis is a great name, and he's going to do phenomenal this weekend. And I can't wait to watch him. Okay, and just for the record, that's you trying to manifest, not actually things you believe. Yep, Tennessee's going to win this game okay. by a landslide. Uh, next one, the Saints and the Falcons. Not the showcase game that you thought it would be uh, coming into this one. Matt Ryan, I guess he's still there. Um, I'm going to bet on Sean Payton is what I'm betting on. Uh, I think the Falcons are pretty bad. They, I will say they've actually surprised me. They've won seven games so far. I did not expect that to happen. But I'm going to bet on Sean Payton because I also love him. I don't care who the quarterback is. Taysom Hill, Travis <laughs> Simeon, uh, Ian Book. I, I would actually probably feel more confident if Sean Payton were actually playing quarterback in this game. But I think he can win with the Saints. They're a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm going to take them to cover as well. Well, the Saints can win. The Saint, Gosh, bless it. So many words I just put in the, the Saints. The Saints can actually cliff. God damn it. The Saints you can clinch a, a playoff spot with a win in the Niners' loss. I can't read and talk at the same time today. I tried doing it earlier, and I just... I need to go to the doctor. I think I'm about to just stroke out. I don't know what your problem is over there. I don't know if I – I don't think I had – I did have coffee this morning. That's just the worst Just give me part. a one-word answer. Which team do you think will win this game? Saints. Okay, thank you. Uh, the next game on the late afternoon schedule, the Jets versus the Bills. Chance of snow in this one. Uh, I saw the Jets tweeted out, actually, if there is snow, they're going to wear their all-whites. I like that idea. But you're also playing the Buffalo Bills. They're going to destroy you. <laughs> um, have fun with that one. I'm taking the Bills. They're a 16-point favorite. I think I'm going to take those points, too. A lot to play for in Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, and a lot for them to prove, too, of like, hey, we've actually kind of got things figured out. We know they've kind of faced some adversity this season, some weird tough losses as well. They're not going to do that this week. They're not getting the number one seed. They're not in contention for it. So they want to go in and show this. I did see a clip this morning from Zach Wilson talking to media in New York and he's talking about how, like, the relationship between him and the offensive coordinator, and he hits a line with, like, you know, LaFleur just, he really understands me, and he gets me, and he just, he knows what I'm good at, and, like, what I'm good at, like, learning it, and I'm just like, bub, just shut up. You sound like such a girl. Like, we just, 
I don't know. He completes me. My favorite Zach Wilson clip will forever be him at the draft. And they have all the guys that are there <laughs> lined up. Throwing signs. And, yeah, the guy next to him. Like, it's not even like – it's not a gang sign. It's almost like the I love you or something. Like, I don't know what it was. It's just almost like the shocker. They just cross their fingers, <laughs> and they're just like, ah. Zach Wilson's face in that Just clip. guys being dudes, and he's like, uh, I'm not in Utah anymore. Yeah, this is not the part of town that I'm used to being in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mommy! <laughs> it's exactly the look on his face, like, what the fuck is All going right, on? next game, though, uh, 49ers at Rams. The Rams have already kind of clinched their playoff spot. They're not going to get the number one seed. The 49ers have a little bit to play for. Uh, I assume that we're going to get Dre Lance in this I game? think we are. Yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo, I think he's been practicing a little bit, but I mean, Trey Lance played well. I think that Kyle Shanahan should play Trey Lance. I think there was another report this week of like, hey, Jimmy Garoppolo is not like doing good. He's kind of injured. And then there's a clip from practice of him throwing the football to George Kittle. And everyone's like, what do you mean he's hurt? He's throwing the football just fine right here in practice. So I wanted to also Kyle Shanahan going, "Eh, actually, Jimmy, you're just done, bub. I saw Trey Lance throw this ball 40 yards on a line and get Debo's touchdown, and I know you would have. that would have been an interception by you. So that's right. my thoughts there. Also, I don't know the last time the Rams have beaten the San Francisco 49ers. So I'm taking the Niners to win this game and get in the playoffs. Yeah? Is there, I, is there a thing for that? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't think Sean McVay has beaten Kyle Shanahan yet. Huh. I'm taking the Rams in this one. Uh, I think this is going to be This is just the way my life works out. Matt Stafford will go off in this game. I don't need him to do anything this week. Therefore, he'll probably throw for four touchdowns. Cooper Cup, uh, right there, could be a 2,000-yard receiver. I think he needs 171 yards, I think is the math. For Cooper Cup? Yeah, to get over 200,000, or excuse me, 2,000. That'd be a record. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't even do that on Madden. (laughs) 15-minute quarters. Yeah, so I'm I'm taking the Rams in this one. Uh, I also believe if they win this game, they win that. NFC West over the Cardinals. Yeah, they would secure it uh, for sure. So I, I do. I think that the Rams come out when it's in L.A. is a big difference maker as well. So I'm taking the Rams in this one. Like I said, Matt Stafford just hasn't been great for me the last two, three weeks. This will be the week where it's like, oh, okay, no, I'm fine. Melo talks some shit on me, so let me go perform. <laughs> Throw for 500 yards. Target Cooper Cup. They go off. The Rams are a four-and-a-half-point favorite. I'll take them to cover that spread, too. I'm still rolling with the Niners. I'm excited about it. Yeah, I think Trey Lance game. comes in. It, it's going to be nice to see Trey Lance get a true opportunity against this defense with the Rams having something to play for. So you're going to get the Rams best, and I think it's going to be a real testament to who Trey Lance can be. Like, can he make the type of plays with his legs? Can he throw on the run? Yeah. Like, we're going to get a full scope of what Trey Lance can be for San Francisco. Yeah. My prediction with Trey Lance and the 49ers, I think they open up the playbook a little bit more for him, and he's probably feeling a little bit more aggressive, which I think is probably going to lead to some turnovers. Some inaccuracy or something? Yep. Uh, You have Jalen Ramsey out there, Aaron Donald. That defense for the Rams has been pretty good. And I do like Trey Lance, but I do think that – you see a lot of times with these rookie quarterbacks, they go out there, they have a good performance, then they start to think, oh, yeah, I can make that throw. <laughs> Whoops, no, I can't. <laughs> yeah, overstrided just a little bit, that puppy sailed. <laughs> yeah. They'll see something open, be like, okay, wait for it, wait for it. Aaron Donald's in my face. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, and that's not just like a Trey Lansing. I love him. I think he's great. But I, that Rams defense is going to be tough. The next game, the New England Patriots 
at the Miami Dolphins to end the season. The Dolphins had been playing very well. Uh, they were on quite the heater, and then they got their asses handed to them by the Titans last week, 34-3. to I'm going to take the Patriots in this one. They're a minus-six favorite. I'll take the Dolphins to cover, though. I think we're going to see a close game. Not much to play for here for the Patriots, I don't believe, except for maybe some playoff seeding. And with Robert Flores, I think that he just brings it. Guys are going to respond to him. Nobody's quitting on this team. Yeah, Brian I think. Flores. Yeah, his brother is Robert. My bad. <laughs> That's a lie. I cannot get those uh, two. <laughs> there is a Robert Flores. Where's he at? He's a do? fucking baseball guy for ESPN. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just nice to finally get you on something. You and can't see your talk, face. yeah. And I, I just, can't. I know what my face looks like now. When you guys catch me or something, I'm just like idiot. <laughs> You're fucking stupid. <laughs> anyway, Flores is going to get his guys rallied up, and uh, I think that they can play it close. I don't think that they're better than the Patriots, though. I'm actually going to take my middle in this football game. It's just there's always something crazy that happens the last week of the season when these two play. Like, yeah. any time they play in Miami, Miami's like, hey, actually, we're going to step up today and be pretty good. And the defense, I mean, there's a reason they won the game as they did. They've stepped up and made several plays. In New England, I think they're ready to roll into the playoffs, but I, there's a part of me that just wonders if they're overlooking Miami, and it's just going to be could. that naiveness of being young and just like, oh, it's Miami. They got steamrolled by Tennessee last week. We'll be fine. And Miami's like, actually, we have nothing else to play for. F you guys. Let's go win a division game to end the season. Right. And back to the NFC West where the Seahawks take on the Arizona Cardinals. This one in Arizona. I'm taking the Cardinals. And this one, I, I think they're, to. they're still right there for the NFC West as well. And I just I have not loved what I've seen out of Seattle this year. I think this is a game where Kingsbury needs to get his guys back on the right track. Uh, I know that they beat... Uh, the Cowboys, but I still think you need like a, a good, solid win over what is probably at least viewed as a decent team. So I'm going to take the Cardinals, assuming that they are going to be refocused. Six and a half points. I'll take the Seahawks to cover the spread, though. I think it's going to be a close game, but the Cardinals win. The over-under is 48. I feel like I'd take the under on that. You think so? I just don't know if Seattle can score. Right. Like realistically, and I think like I don't think I know the Cardinals are playing for the NFC West. Like that's going to mean a lot for them. Cardinals have not put up a lot of points. I know that we look at Kingsbury and we look at Kyler Murray and assume kind of that that offense is going to be good. They have not been able to score the last couple weeks. No, Even I mean, average the last twenty six points. In the last four weeks, they scored twenty three points against the Rams in a loss. They scored twelve points against the Lions in a loss. 16 points against the Colts in a loss. And then that last week, 25 points against the Cowboys. So I think you're, you're probably right. That Cardinals offense has not been good. This is not just me hating on Cliff Kingsbury. But, like, yeah, maybe a little bit. A little bit of me it hating. 100% is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's an offensive gear you can't even freaking score. What an idiot. Yeah, last game of the 3 o'clock kickoffs for us here in the central time zone, the Carolina Panthers against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I guess you just have to wonder how much of a distraction the Antonio Brown stuff is. It's not enough of a distraction to lose to the Panthers, I'll tell you that one. <laughs> I think they win this game. I think that they could probably play the backup quarterback. Who I don't even know who that is for Tampa Bay. And they can still win. Lane Gabbert. They'll win in a close one if it's <laughs> <laughs> They're an eight-point favorite in this one. It is going to be tough. I think with some of these games, like the Tampa Bay, they're not going to get the one seed. They can't. So 
I wonder if this is also a situation where Brady comes out, plays a little bit, and then you get him off the field. Do you think he'd be – because we don't know because he played in New England, and Bill Belichick's like, nobody rests. Like, F you. <laughs> you're getting paid to play. You're going to play. Well, I think one of the tweets or one of the text messages that Antonio Brown released was Arians talking about how they're going to play their fucking guys the whole time. And Yeah, we're not resting for the playoffs. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they all play. Yeah, so I, I guess if they all play, for sure I'm taking Tampa Bay and to cover. I'm, I'm taking Tampa Bay either way. But my thing is, I wonder how pissed off they are with Antonio Brown. So they're just like, we're going to go play our asses off to where we leave the that just feels narrative like of like, Brady we don't need do. Antonio Brown. Let's, he's no longer a part of this. Let's move on. Let's go play for us. Focus on each other and go win this damn football game by like a million. This yeah. last game, though, that we're going to get into, Los Angeles versus Vegas. The Chargers going to Vegas to face the Raiders to end the season and for a playoff spot. I, this is going to be a very good ratings game. It very much is. Because also, like, every Chiefs fan is going to be watching this game. I'm like, who are we possibly playing? Yeah. Like, and if it's the Chargers, I'm going to be honest, as a Chiefs fan, I'm scared. If I it think is what LA. Talking about, I don't know if it was on the pod or not, but there are a lot of teams that scare me in the AFC. I think I'm scared of every single team in the AFC in the playoffs. Yep. Except, I think yeah, I did it was on tell the pod, except for the Raiders. The Raiders don't really scare me. No, but they can, like, at. It's like they don't, but then at the same time, it's like they somehow find a way to run the ball against the Chiefs. Exactly. But it is going to be a very exciting game in Las Vegas. That stadium is going to be loud. Yeah. It's going to be a tough experience. (laughs) I know Buffer's going to be on the call, dude. The Chargers are minus three favorite. I'm going to take the Chargers to win this game. But I, I think I feel myself already kind of rooting for the Raiders. 100%. Same. This will be the first time I'm just like, let's go Raiders. (laughs) Yeah, Darren Waller, questionable in this one. Like, if he plays, that's going to be huge for him. Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of Hunter Renfro. I am too. He could go off. Over 1,000 yards, by the way. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, Yeah. I didn't. Uh, And uh, Carr, I kind of like him. Dude, Dude, I do too, and like that's why I always try to say like go to another team. Like the Raiders are just gonna blow it up, blow it up, because it's in hopes of like maybe I can manifest this and give Derek Carr a better situation. <laughs> maybe He's too so. good of a guy to be playing for the Raiders. If the Raiders win, they'll be ten and seven on the year, which is obviously a winning record. They're, they'll have a winning record regardless. What's crazy is when you look at their points scored and points allowed per game. <laughs> they score twenty one points a game. They allow twenty five. Oh yeah, the yeah. math will tell you. It ain't mathing on that one. The numbers don't lie as a thing. They lie with Vegas. Like, the odds of them winning this many games has been insane to me as well. Now, if they go 9-8, and we're going to look at it and be like, oh, well, you know, they faced a lot of adversity. If they go 10-7, and we're going to be like, how the fuck did they do it? Yeah, and they might. I'm going to be rooting for the Raiders. I feel it. I think the Chargers will win, though. If I were betting, I'd bet the Chargers. I'd bet them to cover. Just because with three points, how many NFL games are actually decided by less than three points? It's usually three, which would be a push, or more. So I almost always bet against that spread. I have no data to back it up that says that's successful. (laughs) I don't know. You've kind of thrown me for a loop there. It's like, ah, fuck, I don't don't have scores memorized for a lot of these games to answer that question, of course. It's something that I look at. Again, no data tracking. Could be very incorrect. So your question is how many games are actually... Decided by less than three points. Dang. I, I feel like these NFL coaches do such a good job of working the scenario and being like, oh, okay, we need this. So you're not getting within three. Yeah, because you don't want to feel good to tie it no matter what craziness happens. Yeah. 
But again, I could be really wrong. But it just feels like a lot of games are decided by three or more points. Yeah. Could be wrong. Taking I'm the looking, I mean, I'm looking at the scores of the recent games for the Chargers and the Raiders, and it's like you look at them last week against Indianapolis, they won by a field goal. So, like, there's the three. The week before that, Denver 17-13, to that's four. Cleveland 16-14. So, and then it's like Kansas City 48-9, to and then Washington the week prior 17-15. So, for the Raiders, quite a bit as of late. The Raiders on a little bit of a hot streak, though. Yeah. Three Granted, they've played wins. some shitty teams. And yes, Very I know sure. I said this about Indianapolis. <laughs> <laughs> Got their asses handed to them by the Chiefs. And then won three games against Bad You know, teams. I just need Houston to go score another 41 points like they did on L.A. two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah? Do it again, Going Davis. back to that one? <laughs> Do it again, yeah. Because <laughs> I forgot they just annihilated the Chargers, and that's why they're in this spot. It's because they yeah. overlooked Houston like, we're going to be fine. Houston said, take this, lightning bolts. Bullhead right through you. One of my favorite things about the last week of the season is watching the playoff. Like they do the prediction thing, and it's like, oh, this team has a fifty-one percent chance of making the playoffs now, and then it will drop to like thirty, and then it's like, oh shit, they came back ninety percent. <laughs> Psych, field goal to win the game, eliminated <laughs> zero. <laughs> yeah, this is a good weekend for like the red zone channel. Yeah, it, not like honing in on one game. I just can't wait to be uh, paying attention to these scores on my phone while also helping my sister move in frigid cold weather. Yeah, because you guys... Peek behind the curtain, or in personal life, that's what I'm doing this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Two I FNIs. Find, and I fucking at? volunteered for this. Look, I'll drive six hours to help you move. I should have been like, I'll help you split movers. <laughs> when you say you volunteered for it, like you offered your services? Yeah. Because they said they were moving. I was like, well, hey, if you guys need any help, let me know. And they like looked at each other and like, oh, that would be great, actually. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> Just shut your mouth. <laughs> nice guys do cuss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. That's it for us today. We will be checking out these games for sure, but then we will also be um, reacting to them. On Monday, a lot going on. Don't forget about our great sponsor to end the show here, Roper Kia. Go in there, check out their inventory. If they don't have what you're looking for, they can find it for you. Mention us here at Mike Up, and they will give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride.